Hello and welcome to the Wingnet Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond. Personally, I have been to 50 countries. I've met so many people in my travels that I want to bring them on this podcast and get their story on record. I have plenty of tips and stories to share with you as well. Are you a backpacker or a traveller or gap year student or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. Throughout the weeks and months, you'll get many guests and solo episodes where I try to cover all range of subjects within travel. This is a casual and informative travel podcast to inspire you to travel in the future. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting this. And I'll see you soon. Cheers, James. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with Tee Public, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. To my patron, you can sign up for £4, $7.50 Canadian, US dollars a month. And this will give you an extra bonus episode per month, ad-free content, 24 hours early access to the episode. You can get a patron shout out. I can also maybe get some ad hoc podcast episodes that I might release during the month. And you'll also get some free stickers that I'll send to you in the post. If you're interested in that, head to patreon.com and forward slash Winging It Travel Podcast and you'll find me there. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast, episode 69, part three. Vestera to sea, and we walked 20.3 kilometers today on a pretty moderate route, let's just say that. And it was a super hot day, but very windy. There was a weather warning on the local network saying that there will be gale force seven winds, and it was definitely tricky with that wind. But luckily, there was no sort of coastal walks, it's just kind of following the Camino Finisterre route. And I must say, the lot most of the people that we met on this route today were coming the other way so they're going from Santiago to Fisterra I think we're the only ones that are going the other way from Fisterra to Santiago so a lot of hellos a lot of olas a lot of comestas to walkers of all kinds and also bikers so many bikers as well and this route kind of follows the road so it's a pretty uh, easy route in terms of the sort of the gravel and the road so yeah nice day and I thought I might kick off here with Fisterra and talk a little bit about that town, which is a very busy town. It's got a sort of a very mainstream vibe. It's got a lot of backpackers that I guess kind of like doing this route and the pilgrims as well. So it's, it's a mix of tourists and not too many locals. So you can find plenty of albergues here or hostels in English. And also you can find a lot of shops for supplies and um, for like food, drink, maybe even some outdoor equipment. Um, charge up and rest up and a lot of options for accommodation so you can get airbnbs and hotels here as well they have like a little mainstream area down all the harbour side where all the restaurants are so we did go down there to eat dinner after the last time i recorded and we did eat at Appalaxa, which is a restaurant is like three to six like all sort of next to each other um you can't miss them down there and we had some great food ordered in spanish got our order across and the lady was very funny when she was serving us we call it spanish it's definitely spanish sort of a couple of words thrown in for spanish a couple of english words 
and you sort of get by with what you need. The Albergue that we stayed in was called Cabo de Villa, and this is about a five-minute walk from those restaurants, and it was a super comfortable hostel, four euros for breakfast. You can do your washing there as well. And I managed to pick up some free walking poles, which is crucial to my trip for the next three or four days. Drinks in the evening were at El Puerto, which was next door to Apalexa. And then this local band was playing outside. I guess some, I guess it's a, like a traditional thing they play in front of tourists where they get some drums out and some instruments and kind of like play some songs and some people are dancing and, and loving that. So that was a nice bit of culture that we saw in the square. Yeah, it's just kind of a bit of a touristy place. Enjoyed it. Real nice place set on the, the harbour there. Great views and I think it's a place that people would stay for a bit longer because it's quite comfortable. So yeah, if you're going there, just bear that in mind that this is the start or finish of most people's routes. For us though, midpoint. Yeah, and the, and the legs at this point were very, very tired. And we agreed, I think I might have said on the previous episode that we're going to have a rest day today, but we actually agreed to get to sea because this route was kind of labelled as moderate, probably arguably easy to moderate. So we thought, well... No, we'll get another day's walking in and then we'll have a rest date. So then we thought, okay, we'll do the headland, which goes up to the end of the world, it's called. And it's like a little monument at the end of the headland. And so, yeah, we decided to do that in the morning first. So we wrapped up the hostel, got breakfast at Cafe Bar Maraquito. And we smashed in some coffee, sweet bread, toast, ham and cheese, toasty and an orange juice. And I think on average, you're probably spending eight to ten euros a breakfast because I think you want to fuel up for your walk. And what I tend to do is a sweet bread. I sort of eat half of it and then keep half of it for the walk. So do bear that in mind. And then we walked up the road. It follows the road all the way up to the end of the world. A 3K walk uphill to the viewpoint and some amazing views up there. It overlooks the Atlantic Ocean, but also the bay and also the coast of Spain. And because the underwater base of the ocean floor is so deep there you get crazy waves and also some unique birds and wildlife there so it's a fantastic spot it mentioned Stephen Hawking I think he went there a few years ago and loved it so real worth the trip people bike there people drive there you can get a taxi there but walking is a pretty steady incline up to the viewpoint then we walked back to Fisera so it was in and out up there and back again so that's already 6k's done for this route today and then there's another 14k's to see we were going to go to the supermarket, but they seem to be closed, quite hit and miss sometimes supermarkets, especially the independent ones. So we had to crack on through and we went to Praia de Longestera Beach, unbelievable beach and views. Please go to Instagram to see that. And on this beach, there's a few supermarkets along the road that goes parallel to the beach. So we popped in, got some supplies and we walked along the little path that goes along the beach um, in between the road and the sand. Fantastic views. As I said, no cloud in the sky. 20 to 21 degrees bit of a wind and then we cracked on through to Sardinero di Abexo for lunch now this little place Sardinero I think has been my favourite spot on this trip because it's again a little enclave of a beach and a little town sort of set back and we decided to stop there for lunch at Cafe Bar at Cabana which overlooked the beach and because it's windy we thought well we'll risk sitting outside because bit of wind bit hot bit sweaty and then had some great lunch some peppers some egg and chips some sandwiches some coke they even had a couple of beers and then the wind decided to sort of trash the outdoor roof and it almost fell on us so the Camino gods are not being kind to us at the minute and we just about survived I think a pole dropped on my head but survived that and everyone's laughing about it in Spanish and English we met an English couple there had a little chat with them 
and fueled up on egg and chips and made our way to the next area, which is called Corkubayan, which is kind of where we are now. This wasn't even that hard, really. You followed a road all the way up the headland and over it and back down. And I traditionally struggle with uphill, so a bit slow going uphill. Normo struggles downhill, so there's a bit of yin and yang there. Titch is very moderate all the way through. And we got over the headland and we got to the highest point and then dropped down to Corkubayan. And we stopped off a very trendy cafe called Cafe Pazo for a coffee. And the view was overlooking the bay to see. Sea as in C-E-E, not the sea. But the sea is there as well. So don't want to get that mixed up. Yep, brilliant views. And we felt good. Some more miles on our legs. It wasn't too hard. I, I must say, when you follow the, the the road, it does make it easier to go uphill and downhill. That might be an obvious thing to say. But when you're following trails that are maybe just a bit of stone and a bit of like dust and stuff, it's, it can be a bit hard. But yeah, we got to Corkabine, had the coffee, chilled out, and then walked around the bay to sea, which took another 20 minutes, and it was a great view. And we got to the apartment here today for a rest day, and we are about to check out sea, and probably go back to Corkabine, because I think it's a little bit more trendier. I think sea is the main hub, maybe, of people, and the road sort of zigzags up above the sort of bay area. A very quiet town, not so many people. Um, we did go out for dinner last night to a local just down the left for a pizza. But Corkubine almost seems like the, oh, I don't want to say the Chelsea of sea, but I don't know, it feels like a bit more upmarket. But we are going to walk around that bay today and there's another beach hidden behind it and check that out. Uh, again, brilliant weather. Can't ask for more. Had a great sleep. Recovering well today. I need to get some rest into the legs for the next three days. And I'm looking forward to eating and drinking nicely in the nice weather today don't seem too windy either and i've got some miscellaneous topics here when you're walking five to seven hours just make sure you go with people that you can be walking with for five or seven hours because you do cover a lot of topics i won't go all the topics that were covered the last three or four days but it is quite funny we are in stitches a lot of the time but there are moments of silence where you just need to get through the tough bit of the track so do go with people you're comfortable with what's weird on this trail it, it might make sense to you is that we do bump into people that we see so weirdly, in Lirez, that small village that we stayed at, where people come in as a bit of a hub to eat and drink and meet up, the guy that served us the first day we arrived, we saw him when we were walking into Fistera in the car. And we're like, oh, we just seen him in the car, waved. So we saw him. And then in Fistera, when we were walking after drinks at the bar, we walked past the girl who served us in the morning for breakfast. So we keep bumping into these people. Hola, come start, all that. And then we also bumped into someone else as a group that we knew that we bumped into on the first day. Kind of makes sense. It's a bit like Southeast Asia when you when you all do the same route around where you go left or right, you do bump into the same people. So it's kind of got that vibe and it's a very good vibe, very chilled vibe, very sort of welcoming vibe. Everyone's saying hello. Sort of that good feeling that people are achieving something. So the only thing I would say is that we are the only people going this way. Most people that we're seeing are coming the other way. So that's a bit of an interesting dynamic there. Yep, I think that wraps up today's recording. Have a rest day, get some good sleep, and then we'll be off tomorrow to carry on with the route, which will be heading inland. We won't be seeing any more coastal towns after today. So that will be a different dynamic as well. Um, we've kind of seen the route, and the next three days are moderate, easy, moderate. So in theory, no days as hard as days one and two. And I'm pretty confident we'll get there to Santiago on the Thursday. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more stories coming your way for the next couple of days. And if anyone's got any recommendations for C or local area, message me on Instagram or my email. J 
jamesalmontravel at gmail.com. Also check out Twitter for any random statuses I've up today as well. Thanks for checking in and I'll catch you soon. Cheers. Thank you for listening to my Winging It Travel podcast episode today. You can find me on Instagram at James Hammond Travel or Winging It Travel podcast. You can search for both. I release weekly clips of this podcast episode as well as photos from the last eight to ten years of my travels. You can also follow me on TikTok, Facebook and Pinterest by searching Winging It Travel podcast. I do release daily content to do with travel and the podcast throughout the week. Also check out my website, jameshammond.org. There's content about myself, my travels, and there's also a newsletter sign up as well as a contact form. Finally, please rate and review the podcast on Podchaser. This is my platform of choice. Alternatively, you can rate this on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. This really helps the podcast gain a bit of traction for the future in terms of guests and content. And I'm glad to see that you guys are listening out there, reviewing it and enjoying the content so far. Stay safe, stay humble, keep listening, keep traveling and I'll catch you soon. Cheers, James.